This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host Lon. Hey Nadia, what an episode, huh? Oh yeah, a lot of mic drops. Mic drops? Yeah. But <laughs> like like Mike? <laughs> Mike, yeah. Like Mike, Mike getting Mike dropped. dropped. Yeah. Oh, that, that too, yes. <laughs> but let me start with this, Lon. She got his yummy. She Yo, no, she no. loved it. <laughs> Baby, Kimbali. Kimbali. I don't know. I don't. That kind of language makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did you catch there was a scene where he uh, had a quick boob touch, a boob grab? No. When they were in that van the the minivan the shuttle to the airport to the airport i didn't catch (laughs) (laughs) i was watching pillow talk and someone saw it i think uh it was jovi and yara caught it (laughs) oh great snuck a quick one in there yeah snuck a quick (laughs) goodbye grab (laughs) i don't know what else to say because we talked about this last week usman is married and then we will see in the next episode He's trying to holler at Zara. That could only mean one thing. Kimberly was nothing, right? I mean, nah. she's, she's just a side chick. Yeah. She's and link. This thing for this episode, to me, it felt like he was just kind of appeasing her because he knew it's her final hours and then she was gone. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. But, but even then, even then, he wouldn't kiss her in public. And exactly. I was like, oh, for somebody who's just like going to appease her for her final hours there. I was like, for him to still, even that to still not give her a kiss. I was like, dang, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but even, even yeah. 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 And when, when they said goodbye and stuff and like, he was like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be together again soon. It just felt really hollow. Like he was just saying that. It just felt like he was just saying that. Like, yeah. She's leaving and just say whatever. And then when she's gone, whatever, we can have the breakup conversation or whatever. She's not going to, she's just going to be out of here. So I think he was just doing what it took to make things like a peaceful exit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But still, no kiss. The yammy was good, but (laughs) even the yammy yammy stops there. Yeah, he he has (laughs) his limits. Yeah, we don't don't need to talk about any more of it. That's really all I have to. Yeah, it definitely looked like he's still embarrassed by her to be around her. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for Kimberly. But, well, you know. <laughs> Let's move on to Gino and Jasmine. I have a joke. I'm not sure if you will catch it. Let's hear it. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not original, but I saw this, but I want to see Lon if you get it. So remember, Gino says he has... 650,000 in investment or in time and money. Right, in stocks. In stocks, right? Yeah. Is that in lits? Oh. Right? Probably like lits' biggest customer and investor. Smart, yeah. Smart smart investment. I'm going to have to check it out. (laughs) Jump on Robin Hood right now. Let's see how they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. So for those not from U.S., if you guys are interested to know, Lit is a store that sells predominantly the snapbacks, yeah. right? Headgear. Gear. <laughs> Caps. Hats. Hats. Caps. <laughs> Stuff that Gino will wear permanently. <laughs> Smart buy for a guy like Gino. Right? right? Yeah. So uh, it's not really my position to say how a woman feels about the last name bit. So maybe you can talk more about that. For me, I think, though, my biggest takeaway about this scene was he really needs to be super, super upfront about his finances with her. I think he takes kind of a softer approach. So when he says, oh, I don't really have money and this like that, 
it sounds like I have money. I just don't want you to have it. He needs to tell her I'm fucking broke. Yeah, I'm not employed. <laughs> yeah. The, the seriousness of our situation, you're not quite catching. We need to sit down and I need to be a super honest, 100% real with you right now. We are thin and I am broke. Like, I think you need to have that, you know, what, what some people call a come to Jesus, I guess, right. meeting. Right. Yep. Because I just don't think she's getting it. I just don't think she's getting it. And he, he's been telling her this for a very long time and they didn't need to do this whole conversation with his uncle was it his uncle or somebody yeah like i'm just like you don't need to show us this like we we know this already i think gino and maybe this is all fabricated and maybe gino does know he needs to have that conversation but they played it up a little bit and i'm like gino i don't think she's getting it and bless her heart i understand that (laughs) she can't afford a place without a roommate and he's helping her out but there are times when she does seem insensitive about the financial situation like I deserve this, you know, and yeah, and you you better you pay need to this. Help me. You need to, yeah. Like, Wait, did like, she say her rental was seven hundred dollars? I oh, think so. Yeah. Okay. It was the Panama City. That's yeah, not bad, right? Not too bad. And he said it came with a bunch of stuff, right? Like he he said so Wi Fi, Wi Fi, and yeah. a bunch of channels and stuff. But again, right? He made it seem like this, this is nothing, so she expected it. Mm. So and then he had to backpedal and say. Oh, 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 well, it's still a lot. <laughs> you know, it's still a lot. Yeah, it's still a fucking lot. So like, don't downplay your situation, bro. You got to let her know, dude, this is a lot of money, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Jasmine was expecting that because he has been sponsoring all her cosmetic surgeries and enhancements? Yeah. And maybe that's why know. she thinks he's like a flowing tap water of... <laughs> He's her ATM, basically, right? Right. We're not privy to all the different conversations that these guys are telling these women, you know, when they're gaming, right? When they're gaming and flirting and chatting and the privilege that Americans have and how we kind of think that we're the best. Who knows what kind of shit was coming out of his mouth? There's all kinds of stuff that these guys are saying. And I'm not saying Gino was saying any of it, but I I mean, it's pretty typical that guys make these promises to people in other countries that, oh, baby, I'll take care of you, right? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure that's how many of these conversations go. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll take care of you. I've got money, you know, thinking that somehow we are rescuers of people in other countries. We are saviors. We play that savior role and we are better off in America. We have the financial means to do it. And if they hook up with us, that they will be taken care of. And and I think that's the narrative for most of these conversations that these guys are having with these foreign women. So like, I have no idea what expectations he had set for her. And maybe Mm. he was employed at the time Mm. that he said it, but things change. So yeah, why does she have these expectations? She didn't just pull them out of thin air. Maybe she did. You know, she watches American TV and she sees our lifestyle and maybe thinks that, but there's got to be some kind of expectation setting from Gino too. So what has he been telling her? And has he been holding up uh, his end of, his the, end bargain? of the bargain? Yeah. yeah. And if he did tell her these things, then it's his responsibility to also say, well, times have changed and I'm not like that anymore. I'm not balling anymore. And the reality is, I'm having a difficult time making ends meet and we need to be conservative about our spending. Yeah. <laughs> it's just now that she's going to be your wife, especially like number That's, one reason of divorce, right? Is financials and stuff. Yeah. Did I hear correctly that Jasmine has three jobs? Did she, she did. I, I think she did say she that. She was right? saying that it was like part of the argument that she needs. Yeah. Help that she couldn't she, afford. Yeah. So yeah, even with my that job, they can't afford yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, oh excuse me. What, what three <laughs> jobs were, are we talking about here? Teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what was it that you said something about uh, the last name? I didn't catch any of that. Oh, the final argument they had was she, um, I, I don't the know how up? she found out. Yeah. I don't know how she found out. Oh no. But... The, yes. Now I know. I know what you're, I know what you're mm-hmm. insinuating. It's the, the fact that his ex-wife still has her uh, his last name, right? And I mean, that's like, you better straighten that shit out. <laughs> yeah, but that's none of her business. You cannot force someone to to change out of a married name. Some people want to keep it. Yeah, you know, like I've seen people keep their married name even though they're long divorced. Um, there are so but, many celebrities yeah. that do that. 
it's an incon it's uh, it's an it's an inconvenience right I, I don't know i've never had to change my last name but i know i know people i know people when they married they do it as part of american tradition or i don't know how many other traditions but some people like they're the hassle of going through a name change and stuff is just like yeah it's, it's not a priority yeah. yet i don't yeah. need to deal with that like it's a name whatever so yeah yeah so okay my biggest takeaway from their scenes is the fact that he's acting so afraid of her like he's so reluctant to bring up the topic of prenup mm. that i think you shouldn't be afraid of your partner the moment you're afraid like you're tiptoeing around them that's unhealthy mm-hmm. you know if you right. cannot have a decent adult conversation with your partner without worrying about or without fearing for your life that they might explode or they might hulk out because of it that's a problem yeah and i think that's his current relationship with jasmine is that he knows what would trigger her and the prenup is likely one of it (laughs) yeah he's walking on eggshells at the moment so what do you think of uh memphis and hamza's wedding ceremony (sighs) all right i thought it was beautiful Uh i thought it was beautiful the culture aspect of it Mm mm-hmm and that's why I was really disappointed that she didn't take the time. You're getting married. You're getting married. It didn't occur to you. Is this how rushed things were? Did you rush everything so fast that you didn't bother to understand the ceremony and the mm-hmm. things that needed to be done and maybe the responsibilities you needed to do? Like, I would have looked that up. I would have, you know, she, she's like, I don't know what this prayer is about. And she's kind of like, laughing and trying to make it funny and stuff i don't know ha 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 i don't know what what weddings i just just occurred to me that i didn't know that i was going to be marrying into a different culture and and i don't have any idea what things are about right i'm like come on are you serious like you're already in different formal wear and picking things out it didn't once occur to you to go well let me see if there are any requirements that i need to meet or if there are things that i need to do or what the ceremony is going to be about like Mm -hmm. Did she not talk to him about it or anything like that? Did he not walk her through? And it was just kind of just like if I went to a wedding and the person there was just looking lost and looking like, where the hell am I? I'd be like, whoa, this is kind of odd. This is a really special day. And you're up there looking like, like you don't know what the, <laughs> the hell is going on. So I just wish maybe she just invested a little more time in that. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you is that do you think Memphis should have clued herself on the wedding tradition or should it fall under Hamza's family to coach her or at least brief, um, you know, teach her how to at least fake it because her giving those funny looks isn't helping, right? Because it's almost insulting. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like looking yeah. around the room like, okay, what am I doing? And I can forgive her for not knowing how to do the right thing, but at least be respectful and not you know what I mean? Like the way these are she, religious ceremonies, right? Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. religious undertones for sure. Like they did recite a verse from the Quran, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I get it, she's a foreigner. But at the same time, like, wouldn't you want to embrace the whole tradition mm-hmm. and the meaning behind it? Like, wouldn't you want to know what's happening or what will happen during your own wedding ceremony? I just feel like Memphis is one of those. And I hate to say this, like one of those Americans that just like, oh, I'm American. I stay in this lane. Like, I don't want to eat this lamb, this weird meat that I've never yeah. had before. I'm like, dude, lamb is fucking delicious. And lamb is lamb. Out. It's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like she's acting awkward. And had she been more open about this whole ceremony, she would have enjoyed herself more. Yeah. Instead of thinking about the post nub. Yeah, that could have could have been it maybe she couldn't go all in she couldn't just like embrace it all and enjoy the moment or like get excited about the wedding her priorities were different yeah her priorities were not about the wedding it could also be the fact that that's not her dream wedding and she's just Mm. checked out you know she's like well i'm not like walking down the aisle you know white dress there's no like priest marrying me or something like that i'm just speculating here Mm. i'm just thinking like she might be checked out and she's just going along with it but what's sadder than that is the fact that there are rumors out there maybe not even rumors but maybe news that 
because now that Memphis and Hamza are no longer together, Memphis claims that the baby isn't his. I saw something like that. I didn't read into it, though. Yeah. I just saw a meme of like Mari saying, you are not the father. And I was like, wait, I'll table that discussion for later. So is that true? I don't know if she truly got pregnant during that trip. I was thinking that too. Is is because the I'm, window some, possible for that? Yeah. Some people say, oh, the math is right. And then some people like, well, it must be something that she got from maybe last month. I mean, okay, let's not like get too hung up about that, right? Maybe it's his, maybe it isn't, right? It was from when she needed consolation. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. remember? Exactly. <laughs> Come on. <It's> like... solved. <laughs> You just needed somebody to talk to. <laughs> yeah. That could be Come it. on. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Because w- you usually find out you're pregnant on your next cycle. So if we were to believe that she spent, I don't know, three weeks at Tunisia, you're telling me that night when he slept with her in his room and he yeah. nutted inside her. And yeah. It's likely, but I don't know. And the fact that she's coming out right now telling people that it's not his. Maybe. It's probably not his. You wouldn't just say that and then it came out to be though. his. It's yeah. hurtful though. Like you, you lied to him and you lied like, to us and you lied on national TV if that's the case, right? Yeah. These people aren't who they make themselves out to be on TV. Yeah. I think it's very messy of her to do this. The fact that she actually revealed that they didn't practice safe sex. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you mean to tell me that Memphis was actually going to bring over a guy whom her children have not met to be their stepdad, carrying his child, supposedly. Like, how irresponsible is that? Yeah. She totally rushed everything here. I don't know what she she was thinking. Yeah, she totally rushed, including the fact that she didn't have a fucking prenup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Man, I hot mess, hot mess, hot mess. Sucks that she's a healthcare professional. Like you question her credibility. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, I hope she's better at her job than being a reality TV star. (laughs) Ooh, I can't wait to talk about this one. She's a cold, mean, evil bitch. Bitch. (laughs) What do you say? (laughs) Ewe de puta. Like, bruh, just say bitch. Like, just say son of a bitch. Like, why do you have to change it up to Spanish? Like, it doesn't give you brownie points or anything. <laughs> you, so you don't level just because you cuss, cuss one time in Spanish. <laughs> anyway, this motherfucker. <laughs> Let's start there. That was also a hot mess, y'all? dude. Did we tell y'all? Like, they finally revealed it. Yeah. He was a best customer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, like, for him to go double standard all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Like, Acceptable. Look, like, here's the thing. If you're going to shame somebody, don't be a consumer. <laughs> it's like these people, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it was porn or anything or sex work or whatever. If you're going to sh- shame sex workers, then don't consume their content. Mm. right and as we find out here why are you doing that mike that's how you met her (laughs) that's why you're talking to her so for you to just start saying start to talk about it like it's something she should be ashamed of or something like that was just a a bad look and he was totally messy like if somebody doesn't want you there then leave and i get the whole well i pay my rent here i i get that argument i pay my rent here i'm gonna stay here but dude that was just super uncomfortable to watch where Mm you're forcing yourself to stay in her children's room and stuff. And she's like telling you to leave. I just was like, dude, just, just leave, man. (laughs) She's giving you all the stuff back. I feel bad for Mike. Let let me start there. Like I feel bad for him, but at the same time, when breakups get this ugly and stuff, and I think she's being upfront. So here's where I side with Jimena. She's being upfront. She's telling you to go. She's giving you all the stuff back. She's saying, keep it. I just do not want to be with you anymore, period. And then for you to just hang around thinking she'll change her mind and then waiting until the next morning and then the next morning bringing it up again as if she didn't just tell you hours before. 
And what he goes, what do you mean? I think that you're just angry and that we should work it out. No, mm-hmm. because she just told you hours before that already, dude. Like, can you just go? <laughs> you know, and, and I felt her frustration when he like went into the room and sat down and he said, I'm not leaving. And she chased after him and she said, fucking go. <laughs> can yeah. you just leave? And it brought me back to how I felt with like worst roommate. Mm. You know, like just telling the fucking guy, dude, fucking, can you just leave? Can yeah. you fucking leave? And there's nothing you can do because the guy's like, nope, I'm going to stay. I just uh, pull my hair out. Like, We're going to fight, bro. <laughs> if you don't go, like, I, it brought me to that level of frustration. If there's a guy here, he's not fucking leaving. And like, you don't want to get violent, but man, like... <laughs> saying leave isn't working and he's just there he's like "Mm, do something about it like dude it brought me to that level of i'm so frustrated right now mike just can you just leave and you could see she was also like can you go like just leave here's your shit man yeah so uh, it was a tough watch entertaining but still like tough and the entire time i was talking to my tv i was like mike just go mike just go just go it's done if you would only listen to what your friend said. So here's the thing. Mike was just intent on like trying to salvage it. He should just listen to what his friend said from the jump. And yeah. instead of trying to sleep with her and seeing if that would change her mind. That's what he thought was maybe if, if we fuck, right? Excuse my French. That maybe could change things. And then to throw the money. That was even cringe to make it about money. So you're going to lose the best thing you had. All well, my I, money and stuff is gone. And, 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 and I'm just still make it about that, bro. I lost yeah. it when he said that. I was like, yeah. the audacity of this owl-looking troll. Like, yeah. no, just no. Yeah. And she's like, I can make my own money, dude. Yeah. And then comes the shame and right? Oh, what? Doing your uh, uh, adult what, modeling? webcam internet yeah. modeling? Yeah, like, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> he acting like he took her off the streets. She wasn't off the street. She was working. And you. Yeah, were- he said that, didn't he? And you and your you children sent- would be on the streets. Yeah, you sent her money without her asking. You wanted her off the webcam. So you sent her money, you supported her life. And just because of that, you think you're entitled to her and her body? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. Fucking incel. That's really what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was one of my takeaways too, is that not only did she confirmed that's how they met right through mm. the webcam uh well she was doing webcam modeling and he's always there being her biggest client and also the fact that he sent money without her asking i just don't like the fact that he's trying to act like a savior you know right. like it's so repulsive in so many level like so the fact that you as an american thinking that you're saving this colombian girl and taking her off the streets she was doing fine without you mm-hmm. he didn't ask you to come to colombia and save her you just impose yourself on her and trying to make a relationship out of it and i just thought that she made it very clear to him and he just either doesn't understand or he just has no boundaries like he should practice some boundaries because right. she made it very clear she was very classy when she returned the engagement and the wedding rings. I thought that was very classy of her. But the fact that he rejected it, thinking that they're going to work things out, like he just feels so entitled. Or again, some people felt that maybe this is Mike's first serious relationship and he doesn't know what a breakup looks like. Mm. So in his mind, and especially with the language barrier, as exemplified by, you know, him calling her stupid when she's just saying this whole situation was stupid. stupid right? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he knows. He, okay, well, we'll get back. We'll circle back. Yeah. The, the one thing that I would kind of give him a pass on is that when you're in your first serious relationship and a breakup happens, sometimes you don't know how to react. And I, I remember my first breakup and I was at a loss. Some people act stupid. They act foolish. They don't get the message. It's like they're in this loop of denial. And I think that was what Mm. happens. That's his meltdown. And we saw Mm. it happening. And like his true colors started to surface. And then we kind of see like, okay, this is the ugly side of Mike. He's no longer that nice guy that we all thought he was. And he's definitely not a victim. He's far from it. Yeah. 
but I can understand how and why he acted that way if this was truly his first serious relationship. Because what that tells me is that he's losing the best thing that could have happened to him. The fact that he had to go all the way to Colombia to get a chick mm. tells us that she's the best thing that happened to him, not he's the best thing that happened to her. Her response too to that when yeah. he said, it's like, my kids are more. Yeah. My kids are more important to me. And he, my kids he was are like, the best thing that happened to me. Yeah. I was like, whoa, Mike. <laughs> Mike drop, right? Yeah. And, and then he came back with like, I could have taught you English. I could get you a decent job in New York. And she was like, I don't want to go to New York. Who wants to go to New York? Yeah. <laughs> I want to stay here in Colombia, bro. I, that's the thing is that maybe he didn't get it. He thinks that, oh, I gave her money. She's definitely for sure would like to follow me back to the U.S. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Let me go do all these things. Let me support her and all that and bring her back and marry her and whatever. And here's Jimena being happy in Colombia, raising her kids in Colombia. She has no intention to get a green card. But in Mike's mind, she's gagging for it for yeah. some reason. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's totally what I got. This sense of an entitlement that like, I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. I can change your life. I can save you from this lifestyle of, of webcam money and you know, or whatever, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, but like, she's fine. She's fine doing her and she's choosing her happiness. She's choosing her happiness over what you can offer her and res- respect that. Yeah. respect it and it, it didn't have to become this messy ordeal i think your friend had already told you look like she's repulsed by you like i don't know how that was the biggest reality check like yeah. your friend telling you she's repulsed by you she doesn't want anything to do with you so like now you're gonna blow up because you didn't listen to your friend when your friend was telling was giving you the facts you're the one that decided to stick around and kind of like try to figure this out and try to salvage everything yeah <laughs> It was already, these facts were already on the table. So yeah, it's definitely denial. You know, he just didn't want to accept it. Yeah. And this idea that he was somehow going to save her or whatever. And she didn't want any of that. She didn't want to live in New York. She didn't want, you know, to be set up with this, whatever future that you have going on. She just wants to not be with you. Yeah. And when someone has reached that level, there's no amount of money that can buy that. Yeah. Right. When you're done, you're done. People have been married to rich people in other situations and have left just because they're simply unhappy. So like, if she's not happy with you, when, when someone is so over it, that they're telling you like, pack your bags, here's your stuff, by the way, you can have everything in the house that you bought, that you got me, take it back with you. <laughs> they do not want anything to do with you. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's she's over. reached that point. Yeah. It's done. It's done. She's over it. Yeah. Before we move on, at least we can end on a nice, yeah, on a positive note here. Jimena did get engaged recently. Yay! To a Canadian. What? Yeah. Where is it? In Toronto or? No, no. I think this was in Colombia. I think he's Canadian by nationality, but he may be a Spanish. I was like, that's awfully close to New York. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) What is up with her in that part of North America? (laughs) But at least we know she got her happily ever after, or at least is striving to get her happily ever after. And it's not with Mike. And we're good. We're okay with that. Wow. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's end it with uh, Ben and Mahogany. Ew. <laughs> oh, this that. Is... Okay. Let me be very honest here. When that kissing scene came on, I was screaming for a good 40 seconds. <laughs> I bet my neighbors thought I was, <laughs> I needed rescuing. Like I was so grossed out. I shouted at the top of my lungs. Like I screamed. It's, <laughs> it, it was fucking gross. And the acting was so bad. And I watched it again because I, at first it didn't click on me on what exactly made it bad. But then I realized it's because when Mahogany was looking at his lips, that's when I know the case was going to happen. And it's almost like it was set up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in those like very cheesy, not cheesy, but 
you know, uh, in movies, right? When- it felt like a telenovela. Yeah, right? exactly. It's not like that. Like the yeah. music was thing. Yeah. He walked her to the edge of the water and it's like nighttime. I'm like, yeah. just like, oh my gosh. I had the same feeling. I had the same feeling like, oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah. And she's like, what did she say? Confuso. Uh, confuso. 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 <laughs> I was like, dude, it's like impossible. No, 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 compulso, compulso. And then suddenly they they lock lips. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I felt the same way. I totally, yeah, I was like, dude, is this like, I even wrote that in my notes. Like, this feels like a telenovela or whatever. (laughs) What are we fucking watching? Yeah, I I cringed at that, at that Uh, part. Oh, anyway, I have to say, she has one of the best exits in a 90 Day Fiancé. The way she breaks up with Ben. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the way she left him in Huacachina and now she she was like, yeah, keep talking. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Dude, he doesn't talking. get it. He does not. Okay, can I just say he doesn't get it? But to his credit, though, he was asking valid questions. He was asking valid questions, but to me, it felt like he was pulling the reverse Uno card mm. without first addressing. And I think that's what she had a problem with. So if, if someone says, hey, Lon, can you tell me about XYZ? And then I go, okay, but how about like ABC? <laughs> now, uh, let me answer your questions first, though. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's almost kind of like what we see in politics when they're like, you know, Donald, can we see your taxes? Well, can we see Hillary's emails? Okay, yeah, we'll get to the fucking emails. Show me your taxes, though, bro. Like, can you do that? That's such a great example. Yeah, it's like that. And and I'm not for or against either party. I think both parties do it, you know, politics aside. I think they both do it, Yeah. right? And this is the thing. Like, that's the thing is like, you're going to try to like pull the reverse Uno card, bro. Like, can you at least answer the valid concern? Yeah, he has valid concerns. What was her valid concerns, though? Let me ask you that. So it goes back to the campfire discussions they had and how she was trying to talk about, I guess, you know, you never told me that you had these problems with your like ex-wife and stuff. And I forget all the different points, but he he was telling her stuff that was questionable. And then Mm -hmm. when she asked the questions, he backtracked and he said, well, I don't think we got to talk about all that. And Mm -hmm. she's like, (laughs) that's the reason we're here though it's the reason you brought me to this fucking fire so we could talk and stuff right so he's like yeah let me set up these romantic stuff so we can get to know each other but then when she asks like the questions that need to be asked you start saying well we don't got to get into that okay but now you're flipping it on her and you're expecting her to explain herself and what i mean by he doesn't get it is bro you're the one that needs to win Mm-hmm. her she doesn't need to win you like if mm-hmm. she's made it abundantly clear this entire trip she can walk away at any time it is you that's like following her that's trying to pull her in this yeah. is not how you pull her in bro this is how you push her away so like for me when that scene came on i'm like dude do you not get it this is the immaturity right of um, the ben situation it seems to me like he's constantly testing her limits and stuff mm-hmm. and she's like all right well I'm going to show you. And then she walks away. I'm not going to show up to breakfast. Mm. Let's see how you like that. Mm. Right. Let me question you now about she doesn't need any of this bullshit, bro. Mm -hmm. But these games that you're fucking playing, she don't need any of it. Yeah. She just needs to walk away. Like, what don't you get? (laughs) You're the one that's chasing her, dude. Like, she doesn't need you. She can pull any guy that she wants. I'm not saying any guy. I'm Obviously, that's a blanket statement. I'm just saying she's a young woman. She's attractive. She has a much better shot right now, I guess, is is what I'm trying to say. She doesn't need this relationship. She can find another one. Whereas you, you're already having difficulty finding, you're, you know, self admittedly, like, this is the love of your life. And this is it for you and stuff. And So like, I don't know why you're acting like you have all these, like you hold so many cards in your deck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like that. She's she's in a very different position than you are to play these games that you're trying to play with her. So like, and as you can see, it gets worse. It gets even cringier. Like, did you see the preview? Yeah. She gets in the car and then he opens the car door. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, hey, no, I need to answer you. I need to ask you some questions. And she's like, whoa, dude. Yeah. I definitely have a different perspective now that you've laid it out like that. 
And I think the problem with Ben too is that I think that she has shown that she has put up barriers, right? She's put up this barrier and he's trying to cross over that. But she has sort of like drawn the line there. Like she's like, you're not going to get any closer, I feel. Mm. And he's just trying to push it. Mm -hmm. And I can see how that definitely annoys her. But I think why I felt differently from your perspective. Yeah, I want to Yeah, because when I look at that scene alone, like he's just trying to have a conversation with her about trust. Mm -hmm. Because when we look at their whole, from whichever episode that they introduce us to Ben and Mahogany, the pictures are fake. I wouldn't say fake, right? Like doctored, right? Right. He has points. I'll, yeah, I'll give him yeah. get it. Yeah. Her place was fake. Obviously, it was an Airbnb. <laughs> right? He didn't. Did he bring that? I don't think he brought that up. <laughs> he didn't bring that I up. I would have brought up was, that entire shit. Like, he was so suspect part. of it, right? Because he was like, oh, you stay here. Like, there's no belongings. Like, your kitchen's not stocked. Okay, whatever. What, what if he started the conversation that way? Like, so <laughs> tell me why there was a surfboard in your living room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The age was fake too. Mm, and she yeah. pretended like she didn't know that she gave him a different age. So again, like it makes me as an as a viewer question like why did she say she's 23 turning 24 and not 22? Like he has a receipt. We know that because yeah. they showed the text. So I think all of that and the fact that she acts so cold towards him compared to like how she acts, how they chat over text messages. I think that all like culminated to him having trust issues with her. And mm. that's, that's what he's trying to like get her to talk about. But I think the fact that she walked away kind of shows that she doesn't want to confront that. And then that makes it a cop out to me. Yeah. But well, I get it. Definitely copping out. Yeah, yeah. But I get that Ben tends to push it. I guess it's because he feels that, oh, I came all the way to Peru, so I have to take my chances. Whether or not she wants to talk to me, I'm just going to go for it. Like, if I were Ben, and she left me behind at a city that's like two hours away from my, whichever, right, to uh, Lima or whatever where he was staying, I would be majorly pissed, and I would get that message loud and clear, and I would just leave her alone. But the fact that he kept trying... Like, he doesn't get the message. He's like, Mike, he, they, he doesn't get it. It hasn't yeah. sunken in yet that she's not that into him. She's not in, in it the way he's in yeah. it. I think this is one of those things where, again, it's the internet relationship pitfalls. Yeah. And I think she gets that. As a younger person, she gets that, that she just, yo, I just met this person that I chat with online and our conversations are different online. And now that we're face to face, things are different. And so mm -hmm. she's viewing it through that younger lens of like, you know, she could be talking to many different people online, by right. the way. So for her, this is a guy and, and yeah, he has his moments, but there's times when he's weird and I really don't need to invest hundred percent into this. So she has options. So when he starts putting the pressure on and starts doing these things that she doesn't really need to tolerate because number four, five, and six are a phone call away. Right. But then, then she has that luxury of just saying, you know what? I don't need to deal with this yeah. because the other guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other guy didn't lie to my age about, and uh, he doesn't give a fuck. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go in this car <laughs> and leave. You know what I mean? So I think that she understands that this is the risk she put herself in when like dating a guy on the internet mm -hmm. and now they're face to face and she can think rationally and say, okay, there's things that aren't adding up. I just got to be careful. And if I need to bail, I can bail. That's an option that I have. Right. And he's not on that page. Yeah. He's not. I mean, they're he both not on the same page. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're confuso. We're, <laughs> we're very confuso by this. Someone on Pillow Talk actually said, because Remember, she kept asking him, like, why don't you get along with your wife? And I forgot his name, but the guy that's with Annie from Dominican Republic, he said, well, technically, if Ben gets along with his wife, they would still be married. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, good point was, there. Was he married twice? No, he was married once. And I think he got engaged. Somebody dated else. And, yeah. He right. dated a okay. younger girl as well. That's after what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we've reached the end of our coverage of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Days Season 5 episode 15. <laughs> I think it's 15. Yeah, I think it's oh 15. my God, I'm so bad at this. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pattern with me. Lon, may you share your WTF moment? Yeah. Por favor. <laughs> Yes, it was the telenovela scene. Confuso. 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 Yeah, I just thought everything about that scene was, I was entertained. It was very cringy, but also very like, what the fuck am I watching? It was confusing. It was confusing. So <laughs> 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 confuso, for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was grossly entertained, but more yeah. gross than entertained. <laughs> but then also when she's like, for his age, like, what do you mean for his age that he's a good kisser? If anything, older people should be better kissers because we've kissed more, or I, I would think that we've had more experience in that area. So I was like, what do you mean? Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> like, for his age, that like older people can't kiss. So that was kind of a weird thing for her to say when she said, oh, he's, he's a good kisser. For his age, he's surprisingly a good kisser. I'm like, Damn. what? He's ageist. <laughs> that, yeah, ageist, you ageist. <laughs> that was an ageist comment. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I still can't get over her hair. Anyway, my WTF moment was uh, the argument between Mike and Jimena, especially Mike not wanting to leave the house and claiming that he has the receipts that he pays rent and uh, calling her stupido and uh, hija de puta. (laughs) So here's my thing. I was going to say, I think he's been speaking enough Spanish for him to know what he said. I think. I, I think, think in he, that moment, the heat of the moment, he probably forgot the translation. I think I, in the heat of the moment, he was angry and he said it and then he didn't know how to backtrack. So Probably, said, yeah, that too. That yeah, too. there's a lot. Again, speculation, folks. Right? We can't speak for Mike. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lon, quick update. Remember Victor and Ellie? Ellie, the chick that owns the pizza place in Seattle. In Seattle. Right. Victor from Providencia. Sorry. Yes. He made it to the U.S. What? Nice. That's cool. Yeah. There are pictures of him at her pizzeria in Seattle, Washington. And um, yeah, I guess that means he he crossed over. Very cool. (laughs) That's a cool little update. They're working things out then. I suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Maybe we'll see them some more. All right. Alon, I think, you know, I guess we have to jump on the bandwagon and talk about the slap that was heard all over the world. Mm. Give me your take on that. Okay. All right. So I don't condone violence. Mm -hmm. I understand that argument. I don't condone violence. Mm -hmm. And I also think that it sets a dangerous precedent if you can walk on stage because you didn't like a joke and that you can attack a comedian. Mm. Um, I, I, I do believe that we allow comedians to say certain things. If you're going to a comedy show, you know, there's going to be jokes and that these jokes may be offensive. And if slapping, attacking a comedian for a bad joke. So let me say this first. There are bad jokes. There are jokes that are terrible. There are jokes that are mean and they're cruel. And it goes mm-hmm. back to the whole Chappelle trying to say, if you're going to punch, punch down. So, so I understand there's a lot, and I'm not like a comedian myself, like a professional comedian. I consider myself funny at times, but I'm not a a comedian in that I understand the different nuances of what a good joke entails and what a bad joke entails. But I do know jokes that I like, and I I know jokes that I don't like, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's a dangerous president where you could just attack a comedian for doing their job, Right for telling jokes, which is their job, or for hosting an award show, which is their job, to just go on stage and attack them physically for something that you didn't like, for a bad joke or for something that didn't set. I think like if it's open season on comedians, I I think that's bad. (laughs) Definitely. If anyone can just walk up now to, you know, it so wherever some happy hour right now where there's a comedian telling a joke and punch him, slap him in his face for saying a bad joke then comedians are in a fucking danger. They're in trouble. Yeah. But with that said, though, I think sometimes when you're 
and I can't speak for comedians because I'm not a comedian, like I said. There are times too, though, where sometimes it can come off as maybe bullying or insensitive. And when it comes to where do we draw the line then? Is there a line even? That's so like a delicate topic like to discuss because if we don't, then comedians can't say anything. If we draw a line somewhere, then that means comedians can't really say anything because they won't be able to tell like their jokes or whatever. But when someone says something that's insulting, that's hurtful to your partner, it doesn't have to be Will Smith and Jada, but in this example, it is. He, he, he said something that's just so, that can be seen, mm-hmm. or that is actually uh, very insensitive to somebody whose hair loss was not really their decision. And then, you know, there's rumors that he didn't know, that he just didn't know. But then there's other rumors. And I don't know what the facts are behind all that, all facts aside. I can understand, and I'm not justifying Will's violence. People will say, oh, now you're justifying Will's violence. I'm justifying Will's emotions. Mm-hmm. If when you see your wife hurt and people say, yeah, he laughed at the joke. Yeah. Well, when you laugh at a joke, that's different. Things can escalate like that. Mm-hmm. You can find something funny. And in that same second, see the pain your wife is experiencing and turn the entire emotion around. Like, don't say you've not been in that situation before where you realize, oh shit, maybe I'm laughing at something that I shouldn't be laughing at. And I completely understand why that would hurt somebody. I've been in those situations. I've been in those situations where I wasn't thinking, I thought something was funny. And it occurs to me, oh, wait, like my friend is here and my friend is of this group that's this joke is actually poking fun at. Mm -hmm. And they do not see the joke as funny at all. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I'd have to, you know, pull them aside later and say, yeah, you know, that joke, it actually wasn't funny. And I'm sorry I laughed at that. Yeah. And maybe that could have been handled that way during the Oscars. But I understand we're not Will. We don't know what he's going through. We know part of it. We know what the media tells us. And, you know, everyone likes to, to poke jokes at the entanglement. We've done it here on our show. Yep. So in this moment where he's experiencing heightened emotions, he just laughed at something that he's now realizing is very, very hurtful to his wife. How do you regain that back? You know, and I had this talk with Nadia before we started the podcast. How do you come home and face your family after that? Not just your wife, but your children. And for his children to say, why didn't you defend mom? And that's something he doesn't have to worry about. From here on out, he does not have to worry about coming home to his children and his children holding a grudge and saying, why didn't you defend mom when that happened? Yeah, he didn't have to hit him, but he will never have to live that down that he didn't defend his wife when his wife was insulted. And, you know, I I know that there's many arguments to this. There's people that are like, fuck, yeah, like I wish more people did it. You know, I mean, um, I I saw some commentary. I forget who it was, but black women especially are very uh, vulnerable, I think, when it comes to taking the brunt of like insults and jokes. And it's not my place to speak. I'm not a black woman, but I do understand just the difference that women have to face, generally speaking, and then black women, specifically speaking, have to face, especially when it comes to hair. That's a whole nother conversation. And mm-hmm. people pointed that out that Chris Rock does know better because he produced a documentary about hair and about women, you know, black women hairstyles, I guess. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Mm. He should have known and he, he does know better. So for him to actually even say that, regardless of whether he knew about the alopecia or not, he could have treaded lightly on that. And was that an appropriate reaction? I, I think Will definitely was in a position where he needed to defend his wife and defended his honor. Did he go about it the right way? Not my decision to make. All I can say is I don't condone violence, but I understand where that comes from when Mm. it comes down to it. And I feel bad for Chris Rock too. I think Chris Rock, he dealt with it the way he should have as as a professional and as as a host and saying, okay, I won't, you know, and keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. All right, I won't. It was a G.I. Jane joke, you know, and and he composed himself as much as his jaw or his face must have hurt. He's just like, composed himself, deep breath, took a moment to like recollect and was like, try to make the situation more comfortable. Yeah. He was teary eyed. He was teary eyed though. You can tell. You could tell. Yeah. Yeah, And he he, was certain. It was painful. I I guess he was obviously painful. So that's why he's teary eyed. And apparently from what I've read too, and I could be wrong and I have to find the source, but this is the second time he made fun of Jada in public about her hair. And Mm. 
And I wonder, I didn't know that he did a documentary on Black women's hair, mm. but I'm guessing that's in a different context, right? It's more of like Black women should express how they wear their hair. And I'm not sure if he dived into the topic of alopecia right. because, I mean, clearly that was a very bad joke. And I think let's kind of run through the scene, right? Prior to what happened before the slap. So he came on to give out the award for best documentary. At some point, he started his joke and he started making fun of Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz saying that if Javier won for best actor, then Penelope would feel horrible. So he shouldn't win. And I thought that was like, it's a joke, but it's not really the best joke from Chris Rock. It's almost like he's just uh, freestyling and he's just looking around and seeing, okay, who can I make fun of? Right. And it just so happened that Will Smith and Jada were right smack in the center almost of Front the row. stage. Front row, right? And he obviously probably made eye contact with Jada and it's like, you know, Jada, love to see you in G.I. Jane too or something like that. Yeah. And and yeah, like you said, Will Smith laughed at first. That's the part that's surprising about, about this whole thing. So clearly as a comedian, he he accepted that joke and he laughed. He got it. He got the joke. Or maybe he laughed out of politeness. I don't know. But when he turned around and he saw how Jada rolled her eyes and gave him that uncomfortable look or that, I don't know, maybe that the look that says a thousand words. I don't know. And then some people even joked about her saying, like whispering the word entanglement. And it, yeah. it triggered him. <laughs> and he walked up stage and slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. And mm -hmm. I was very disappointed because like you said, Lon, it's like that creates the whole like open season for uh, assaulting a comedian just for telling a, a joke. Like, and, and I get it. It's a bad joke, but it's a joke nonetheless. So I did my research and by doing my research, I mean, I watched a video on YouTube by Legal Eagle. He actually reminded folks that under California Penal Code 240, that is considered an assault. Mm -hmm. And if Chris Rock were to press charges, he could also charge him under California Penal Code 242, which is battery. Mm. So I want to say big up to Chris Rock for being the bigger man here. He took it mm -hmm. well. We can see it was painful, but he didn't lose composure and he even made a joke about it. And he didn't press charges after that because he knew he that the bigger punishment would come from somewhere else. Yeah. Because I'm following the news nowadays about whether or not they're going to take away the Oscars from Will Smith mm -hmm. because there's already Tomorrow, talks right. about possibly, I think there already talks about cutting footages of him on the Oscars. Like if there's ever a rerun, they're going to take, uh, take off all the footages that features right. him. So none of that speech where he gave that pseudo apology, none of that, obviously the slap, which was already cut off from live broadcast. I believe it, it was captured by the folks in Japan and Australia, but apparently like they cut it off and they managed to cut it off in US. But yeah, I think also to add on to your point about the fact that Will Smith can kind of come home and face his kids and not have to explain why he didn't do it. I like to think that he could have actually set them down and say hey look that was a bad joke and I should have defended your mom and I did maybe what he could have done is, is he could have pulled Chris Rock aside and gave him an earful about it whooped his ass in private <laughs> right he could have said hey meet me in the parking lot yeah <laughs> you know so yeah here's, here's where I speculated right we know about the entanglement mm -hmm. and and here's the thing we don't know everything so I was thinking so again, all speculation, folks, this is mm -hmm. not fact has not been proven, yep. but you know, there could have been conversations and maybe in those conversations, she maybe told, well, well, sometimes I feel like this, or sometimes I feel like this, or sometimes when people talk about us, I feel like this. And in that moment, it was time to, in those conversations, if he said, I'll do better and I'll be better. And in that moment, it was like, 
prove to her that it was like yeah like you know what i mean we don't know that yeah we don't know what they went through we, we, we know that that they had a very public thing going on here with the entanglement thing yeah yeah so there he was put in this position you know it was just like the perfect storm of, of things coming together in this moment i just feel like it was almost like we don't know 100% and he sees his wife and she's hurting and is like oh shit is it that time is it that time for is me this to, like, to like this is my cue right yeah. to all those things where i said i'll be better for you all, or whatever and and i love you and you're the world to me or whatever what was said in their marriage between the two of them where maybe he needed to address his shortcomings that this was it he had to do something and staying quiet at the time was just not going to be enough. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, I don't condone violence, but I understand how human emotions work and the complexities of relationships. It's easy for us, I think, to look at a situation and to just take the facts that we have immediately mm. and to make assumptions on that and then yeah. to jump on it and say, well, he blah, 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 should have done this. We don't know how precarious that moment was for him to see Jada dare I mean and in, yeah. in that moment have to make a decision of how am I going to defend her how am I going to prove that I love her and how am I going to make up for for laughing at first they're just you know what I mean we cannot take into consideration all the things that led up to that moment all we know is what we know and then we say well shouldn't have done it <laughs> or it could have been better. Yeah. I mean, we don't know all those. There's so many things that are wrapped up in that moment. I think that people aren't considering, but I, I just really had to take time and really just say, well, what leads to a man on camera doing this, right? There's so much more to the story, yeah. you know, and I bet, I bet you could, you could make a documentary out of it. Oh, totally. You know, you totally. could. And it would show his side and it yeah. would, maybe it would have Jada saying, well, you know, it was really, really close. And, and the night before I told him, look, I feel underappreciated and blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And in that moment, he just was like, well, fuck it, man. <laughs> he walked up and he did what he felt he had to do. Yeah. So, also, I'm um, um, not sure if you saw what Jaden, his son tweeted. No, I didn't. He actually said, this is how we do it. <laughs> so I guess he got the thumbs he up. He did? Yeah, because I think maybe right? you're right, like, Lon. Big, I think too. I'm talking about my mama, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I think too, Lon, is that you're right about there could be things that happen behind the scenes that we don't know that culminated to this, right? For example, I, and again, we're being speculative here. I'm being speculative. But because this is not the first time Chris Rock made fun of her bald head, I'm guessing Chris Rock ain't the only one, maybe among the Black community, that's making fun of Jada's bald head. And she just has had enough of it. And maybe this is something that she's voiced out to Will to do right. something about. Maybe yeah. she knows that, hey, Will, your homies have been making fun of my bald head and they should know it's a medical condition and I'm suffering from it. It makes me self-conscious. You know, I guess this is a message that Will is sending out to everyone that, hey, don't be talking about my wife's head anymore. You know, yeah. let, let that matter. I've had enough. Retire that shit. You yeah. Know, retire that shit. So somebody wrote, I forget. Again, I read a lot about it, but somebody wrote like, and they use the phrase and I forget if it, what, what exactly it's called. But they said, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. Like, obviously, this isn't the normal will we're seeing. Mm. This was like one too many. He fucking reached the limit. You know what I mean? So yeah. there was a shit ton of stuff that was happening that brought him to this boiling point, And he was keeping his composure the entire time. And then it just so happened that this was the incident. And it was it happened on live TV. But definitely, like, the straw that broke the camel's back. It was just one too many insults that he could not let go like he could not walk away from mm. that was it like a line had to be drawn and I think he said it in his you know a little tearful acceptance speech when he said you know we're expected you know to just take it 
right? That people can just say shit and it comes with being a performer or it comes with being an actor that they can just say whatever they want, you know, and, and, and then we just have to take it, yeah, you know, and, and I get that. But at the same time, I do think we're all human and that's kind of an unfair expectation <laughs> right? that someone just has to accept these insults because they're in the public eye. So there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot. And we keep talking about it, but we might've said enough unless you have more to say. For now, for now. For now, we can keep we've... talking about it. If listeners out there, let us know how you feel about it. You know, yeah. we don't have to agree. We, uh, <laughs> we can have civil discourse about this. <laughs> yeah. But one thing is for sure, I guess now Oscars are relevant again. <laughs> and right. And people were wondering if yeah. this was staged because yeah, they needed it, something to talk about. Yeah, because it felt gimmicky when I first caught wind of it while watching 90 Day Fiance. I was like, mm. no way, no way Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And then when I saw the photo, I was like, ah, it's a gimmick. This is like one of those skits that they do before they present an award. But then the fact that I was still in disbelief even after I saw the video because I thought I really thought it was a skit. What sold it for me was when Will said, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. When Twice. he cussed, yeah, when he cut, yeah. that's when I know, okay, um, this and is Chris a very... Rock was like, okay. Like I was yeah. like, yo, this is not <laughs> yeah, this is live TV and you're cussing, like they, yeah. they, someone at the back is like waiting to like censor you. you it went, I mean? like, yeah, shit went down. Like yeah, this, shit went this, down. This shit went down and it's super awkward, super tense. And who was the actress? I forget her name, but she, you could see her reaction. She was sitting behind Lupita. him to the Lupita, Lupita right, right, right. Yeah. Even she was like oh yeah <laughs> people took some good screenshots yeah. of her Beyonce, like, jay-z uh nicole yeah. kidman had the most dramatic she got out of her seat she was literally uh, yeah falling off her seat she was like yeah. ah, like oh <laughs> yeah and everyone else it, this is worse than that year where they fudged the best film it went to la la land and then it was actually supposed to go to um what was that movie the one that has mahershala ali they fudged one of those best film award for that year and that was a mess and someone had to like come out snatch the damn envelope from oh man that was a very was it warren Beatty? i feel bad because you know warren Beatty. oh yeah he read out the he read out and people celebrated already right yeah and people the entire cast there was already on stage was already on stage remember that yeah yeah and then one of the uh, i guess academy execs came out and snatched the envelope from Warren Beatty and say, and then actually like flip it and then say, no, it goes to Moonlight. That was the movie, Moonlight, the one mm-hmm. with Marshala Ali. And I was like, oh, okay, this is messy. I like, <laughs> we can, we can, we can work with this. Yeah, let's keep going. And then boom, the slap that was heard all over the world. Yeah. Thanks for listening to WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast. Lon, yes. Any uh, recommendations? I'm still watching the Dropout. Oh, highly, highly, highly recommend oh, the Dropout. Hey, I love the I love the Dropout. It's on Hulu. It's about Theranos. Theranos, right, right, right. Elizabeth uh, stars, Holmes. Yeah, about Elizabeth Holmes. Stars Amanda Seyfried, and they're releasing it in four episode um, segment, so it's not completely oh. binge. You can binge, I think, eight episodes right now if you haven't already. But I binged the first four a few weeks ago and then I came back to it again and binged the next four. And I'm just like, what? It's can you just release the whole thing? So I, I really can't wait. I don't know how many more episodes are left. I don't know if it's going to be four, four more episodes, how much longer they're going to string this along. But um, I liked it. It's the only thing I've watched aside from. Um, Rewatching, started to rewatch Bad Vegan again because I, I recommended it. Yes. To my brother and watched it. Yes. And then I watched it while he was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bad Vegan. I think, Lon, that's a totally different segment altogether. There's so much to cover with Bad Vegan. So we should leave it till we'll table that one. Table that one for sure. 
I finally finished uh, Love is Blind season one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the, the extra content? Like when they went to the after party and he's dating that one guy that was dating Gianna Jabelli brought like someone else to the party. I, no, no, you didn't I've, then. Yeah, I've only watched the reunion. I didn't know there okay, was okay. extra. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll definitely you don't keep, have, I'll you keep don't, on watching. You don't I'll have keep on to. watching. Yeah. Um, but yes, Bad Vegan is also my recommendation. And uh, what did I finish watching? Hmm. Now I'm just watching Drive to Survive, but that's because I'm into Formula One. Drive to Survive. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, Human Resources. If you guys. Oh, know. that's the cartoon. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I started that's, that. That's yeah. Funny. So funny. So <laughs> disgusting and funny at the same time. It's so, yeah. Anyway. All right, Lon. Anything to say before we say bye-bye? I hope you guys didn't fall for anything on April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. <laughs> All right, guys. Till next time. Be kind to one another. Bye-bye.